Okay, guys, you're going to listen to this episode and your world is going to change. No, what you're, what's going to really happen is you're going to listen to this episode and you're going to be like, what the heck happened to their audio? Why can they not get it together? Listen, it was a situation and we're still working on it. We're by no means professionals and we've put off learning different like audio things. See, I don't even know the right words, but we're clearly at that point. Um, Anyways, you're just going to have to forgive a couple things. One, Betty Sue makes a, an appearance because she's a loud mouth. Uh, two, there's going to be sort of like a little bit of a pause maybe and then the audio changes a little bit. That's because we had to go straight like phone record, voice memo, FaceTime. It was touch and go. But we really had a lot to say about this topic. I know that's shocking as well. Um, And next week, you're going to hear, we reference that you'll hear from our kids. That's going to be next week's episode. It's going to be us talking to them, getting their takes on things. Like, what do they think when I act a fool in the stands? Uh, What does Will think? Um, All the things. So, I hope that you listen to today's episode and forgive us for our many flaws, but know that we love you guys and we appreciate you for sticking it out with us and we'll get it together eventually. Um, And then make sure to come back next week and listen to our kids. I'm curious what your kids think. So, all right, y'all enjoy. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? Listen, I feel like our little update should be something along the lines of like a Maury Povich episode, <laughs> Edge, where he's like reading results and it's like, and that was a lie. <laughs> and that was a lie. Uh, I lied to y'all. I so said I was getting injections. Uh, that's a no. And my doctor's like, in the office? I was like, oh, that's what the nurse said. And she's like, who said that? And I was like, uh, I, and I lost it. I think I put out an SOS to you girls, uh, our group of Dollywood girls. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, Because I think I realized how much I was hurting. But I had two MRIs yesterday. I was supposed to have one today and one yesterday, which is real dumb. But they put them together because God is awesome. (laughs) Um, And so is Kamika. So she was awesome. She Mm -hmm. was like such a heaven sent um, angel yesterday. Uh, So I got both of those. I already got the results back. And so I'm going to be getting injections in my shoulders, hips, and spine so just short of acupuncture all over my body <laughs> yeah um except you know with steroids but yeah so um that's, so that's a great. lot that's yes. a lot but uh, you, I, will they be able to do the all the injections at one time or will you have to go they are going to be able to do um yes all of them at one time but i'm gonna have to go for like a series like they mm-hmm. can't do maybe like the full dose per se because mm-hmm. it would be so much for my body to handle um so Anyways, that, that is that update. So mm-hmm. I was just messaging with my nurse and they are working with interventional radiology right now to get it scheduled, hopefully for next week, I hope. And then mm-hmm. I should be starting my medicine next week because great news guys, I passed my TB test <laughs> at the end every single year. Fantastic. And I know we'd have a situation on our hands if I didn't. So, um, but yeah, so that is all. What about you? Are you moved in? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, Mari, I'm not. <laughs> okay. And that was a lie. <laughs> it's not going to be the end of August, but let me say this. I'm okay with it because they are, I went today, um, to help pick out the, 
the floor stain color for upstairs. They've refinished all the floors um, in the upstairs part, and it's going to look so good. And so we're trying to pick a color that would match the flooring that's been already installed all the way that's so awesome. the first floor. So it's looking good. I love, love, love the new flooring. Um, countertops have been ordered. Um, there, they, there's, it's just uh, several things happened this morning that were just like above and beyond. They were kind of like, I wish if there was money in the budget, we could do this. And they like those things happened this morning. And I I know it's, it's been so good. So the paint's almost finished. Once they finish the floors, they'll finish up the paint. And And then originally it was just going to be like a deep cleaning and painting. Yeah. And And now it's like uh, it's backsplash flooring stain paint countertops like I'm so excited and I just have to this is this was the thing so we had um in the kitchen there were some cabinets that hung down like over the sink and it kind of closed off the it, I guess it was set up as a dining room maybe, but it's not uh-huh. big enough for a dining room. I think we're going to turn it into like a little sitting area where, you know, like when you're in the kitchen, like the boys can be on their devices or like do homework or, um, yeah. will be like a great place to have like coffee and your Bible study in the morning. I think that's what I'm going to do with that space. But I love that idea. Anyway, it felt real closed off because those cabinets were hanging down and this morning they were like, Hey, what if we just took these cabinets down? And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No, that's so awesome. When I'm standing at my kitchen sink, I'll be able to see the golf course all the way through the backyard. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it's I'm really getting excited. Um we're not really sure. They think maybe the week after Labor Day. We'll see. But at this point, I mean it's like I mean it's almost as if you're kind of building the house a little bit. It is like (laughs) you're getting to pick out things that you would want. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's so awesome that they're being so generous and yeah, I, mean, I think it shows just how excited they are that you're there, and just yes. honestly, what a generous church they are. I oh mean, gosh, they've been so great. And the other yeah. thing is, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and we've talked about possibly doing an episode on like decorating temporary spaces. Yes, we, living we in a parsonage. Moved in. Yes, <laughs> living in a parsonage can be challenging because it doesn't always feel like your space because yeah. you know. Um, but this is, it, it definitely feels, they've been so inclusive, like as far as letting me choose things. And, um, I really feel like when we move it, it's going to feel like our space and that feels really good. It makes it feel like home. And, um, so I'm super excited. So. Yeah, that's awesome. This is me the first time in a while, what, like seven years. Yeah. Since you've been able to kind of. Yeah. Yours. Yeah. 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 It's oh. been, it's been a while. So, um, we lived, we had our own house and then we sold it unexpectedly moved into a rental, like kind of temporary in between knowing that Jeff would get appointed eventually. And then, um, and our church in Knox Peter was great too. Just, um, you know, that we, a lot of it was just, we needed to move quickly and we didn't get to paint and do some things like that. And then they would say, do y'all, do y'all want to paint this summer? And I'm like, yeah. And then the summer we'd get here and I'd be like, no, I don't want to take everything off no. the walls and pack things up. And so, um, but this just feels, it feels good. I think it's going to be really, really fun just to move in and make it our own space. And we've already been talking about having a little open house and letting everyone oh, that's awesome. see all the work that's been done. And, um, I'm, I'm excited about that. So, but that's that's our update. So not, not in by the end of August, like we had hoped, but I am okay with it because it looks really good. I would say both of our updates are not what we expected, but God knows best. That's right. That is right. Like we can definitely, I can definitely say that for sure. So, 
Um, so anyway, uh, so a little sports going on in our worlds. Yes. Yeah. Um, William had his first scrimmage. Yes, he did his first high school and it was crazy pulling up to the high school. I was like, I wonder what like high school, this middle school feeds into. I'm like, Oh shoot, we are playing the high school. What has happened? You know? And it's like the band was there and, um, granted it's ninth grade, it's freshman football. So they have their own Mm -hmm. separate team. Um, and then there's JV and then there's varsity. So there is like still like a little bit of elite, but Mm -hmm. oh man, kids are bigger. (laughs) and it's a little more serious and the coaches are more and there's actually like a coaching staff not like three science and social studies coaches that are also (laughs) the you know football coach so yeah filling in um, which god bless those middle school coaches oh for sure for sure Um, well not just coaches middle school teachers oh my word yeah Yep. If you yep. teach middle school, there are many crowns. In oh, you're getting, your over. mansion will be right beside my apartment. So. <laughs> it yeah. can be hard. So, and I uh, had a little, little sporting activity um, recently. Got to see um, my two volleyball teams that I've been, have helped um, two of the three, but two that I spent last summer with. And then this past summer um, with another team and they played each other. And it was, I got to see that on my way home from, from Startville and it was, it's bittersweet, right? You want well, I mean, everyone, somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Everyone on the floor <laughs> to yeah. win. Um, but it was, it was hard like to, I just kind of felt sick to my stomach all night and yeah. And I was proud of everyone. Like the girls that I helped the previous summer, like they have improved so much and they looked so good. And then That's awesome. just, um, proud of how hard, um, my, my girls from this summer played too. So it was, it was definitely a bittersweet situation, you know? Well, um, I mean, you've left a mark on their lives and uh, they'll remember that time that you helped them. Yeah. yeah I just think that's hard. I mean, it is, ugh, ugh. But so. it's opened my eyes to a lot of things, and that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because when we were talking, and you're like, what do you think? I'm like, yep, 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 <laughs> yep. And so yeah, the way – I mean, what would you sort of kind of name this episode? I mean, we obviously will have a name uh-huh, for this episode, uh-huh. but like – I don't um, know. I keep thinking about that song. Parents are the worst? No. Yeah. <laughs> that song um put me in code yeah i'm ready, ready to, to play, play. Yeah, yeah, I keep I we're gonna sing. yeah yeah sorry Go i ahead. forgot to warn you <laughs> yeah look at me uh um, yeah so it's... yeah i i keep thinking about that because and i think it comes from um uh something that you have said the conversation between will and I don't, william and i'm not sure exactly who it was but that that when they ask him you know if you felt pressure, like playing oh. in position that his dad did. And I love his response and I'll let you share that. But I think that's really, I think that's where that comes from. That yeah. gets stuck in my head where it's like, it's not our game. It's theirs. Well, so yeah, kind of on that same, well, going off of that, um, I know I've shared before. So Will, um, he is somebody that people honestly hate to do anything with like <laughs> sports wise, game wise. <laughs> he just wins at everything. Skippo, he mm-hmm. will just demolish you it's so annoying it's a game of luck and he still wins every time and then he's like hey good job 
and we're like, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, and so William is a three. So f- failure is not an option. Uh-huh. He's a three on the Enneagram. Uh-huh. And um, Will is a one. He's a perfectionist. And he is very secretly competitive. Uh-huh. People think that he doesn't care. Uh, that's adorable. <laughs> um, he, like, holds records at his high school here. Oh, my gosh. For some, like, god-awful number of touchdowns scored, like, wow. I think, like, his sophomore year. I mean, it was something – like real stupid. Um, and then he was recruited by several schools to play uh, at the D one uh, level for football. He's a mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, he, I mean, just if we're going off pure stats, like will, will never tell you any of this. Don't mm-hmm. worry though. He married me <laughs> and he had William and I won't say anything either, but William and I'll, I get, I'm just, I, I love him and I love bragging on him because he never brags on himself. And uh-huh. I can always brag on things that have nothing to do with me. So, <laughs> but I mean, like he ran his 40, like in a four, four flat, like, I mean, so crazy fast. Uh-huh. Um, so he was a recruited, he's a wide receiver at Alabama and then uh, recruited by Dennis Franchoni who left them like, and uh, oh gosh, like a bag of poop uh, for <laughs> Texas A&M. He like legit came back from Hawaii. I believe it was like an, a bowl game in Hawaii he never even addressed them like got back on the plane the plane landed in Tuscaloosa he got on the plane and left to go to A&M never came back never the coaching staff like his sons had to tell the players that he left um but if you ask Will like he he really still has warm feelings towards him because he's like he believed in me Mm -hmm. um and then he was recruited by other schools as well but then he tore his hamstring and um, I got pregnant. <laughs> it was just a series of events. Um, so he ended up um, retiring. You know, he ended yeah. up uh, quitting. Not It was before the season started, which we'll get into all of that mm-hmm. as well, our thoughts on that. Um, but, yeah, so William is – he's a good athlete. And William mm-hmm. is very smart. And Will will tell you all day long that William is much more gifted than he is. Mm. But um, William's in his head a lot. Yeah. And William overthinks things. And William has had a series of bad breaks, like literally like bad bone breaks. And uh, the doctor had told us they're like, that will take him mentally longer to recover than something mm-hmm. than it will physically. Mm-hmm. And they were right about that. Um, all that say, so people ask William a lot. They're like, is it a lot of pressure with your dad? Like the fact that your dad, cause they play the same position. Mm-hmm. And um, he has said, no, he's like, my dad lived his dream. He's not living through me. Mm. And that makes Will so proud. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I ended up recording William for a couple little like snippets. Um, I'll have to add it in. And I, he, so William has in his cleats, he wrote the number because I was like, you need to write your name on the bottom of your cleats because I mean, it is high school and people might take stuff. And uh, <laughs> um, he was like, I don't need to write. I wrote 83. And I'm, I'm like, that's not your number. He's number three. I'm like, what a ding dong, you know? <laughs> but that's, that was Will's number. He's like, no, it's, he's like, it's dad's number. And That's I said, hilarious. why did you write that in there? And he goes, so I know who I'm always trying to be better than. Oh, and I was gosh. like, okay, that's aggressive. And oh, so, yeah. but Will's like, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. I love, and he's like, I want him to be better than me. I want him to, you know, be mm-hmm. his best that he can be. And he's like, I think if he is his best, he will be better than me. Okay, so we hear Williams take a little bit on things, which I just think it's so interesting to hear our kids and like what they think about their perspective. Um, I know that you 
got a message yesterday on your way home <laughs> from your double volleyball game um, from about Riley and yeah. his his thoughts. Yes. And it leads a really it leads into a really good question. For sure. So, For sure. So he had uh, his first scrimmage was last night and he so we moved y'all all know this but just to refresh your memory he we moved at the end of July first part of August and so he had not practiced with his team until school started two weeks ago so he wasn't able to do summer workouts spring workouts obviously and so his first scrimmage last night he's still feeling out where he's supposed to be he doesn't really um feel confident <laughs> when he's on the field and he's really struggling because he's not clearly not on the a team he just got here and so in the practices the b team doesn't get a whole lot of time to like jump in and do like the different plays or whatever and so he got he's feeling frustrated and he's feeling um just you know and i'm sure his teammates are too that's what he said he was like everybody just started yelling at me because i was in the wrong place and that's hard to hear too as a parent um and i said everybody like your coaches or everybody like your teammates and he said both he was like everybody was mad because i was in the wrong place i didn't know what i was doing and so now he just wants to quit okay and so that's hard because I have, and I think Jeff and I are probably a little bit on different pages with this too, which makes it even harder because okay. I'm kind of like a, once you start something, you need, especially team related. Mm -hmm. um, if this was like tennis lessons or golf or like something like that. Or gymnastics yeah. or karate. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like an individual sport. we've quit those, FYI. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I played basketball my whole like all the years and then we moved my junior year to a new school and um, I just it was hard I just didn't quite fit in and um, I struggled with the coach I had gone from being a starter as a sophomore to hardly playing at all as a junior and it was it was really hard and and granted it was a jump in school like I went from like it was basically Knox Pater to Pascagoula okay, okay. <laughs> and yeah. so and he's experiencing a little bit of that and so my parents made me stick it out until about midway through the season and then I was just miserable I hated going to practice I hated going to games it was it was just a battle all the time and so they did let me quit and I will honestly say now that I I wish I hadn't I wish I had stuck okay. it out do you know what I mean I wish yeah. I had finished what I had started even though it was you had justified reasons yeah so and, and so that in the back of my mind, like, I'm like, do we make him finish the season? Um, or, and I think this is Jeff's thing is he loves basketball. Mm -hmm. If he quits, he can start getting ready for basketball season. He can spend more time at the gym, spend more time shooting, get himself in shape for basketball. Like, I, so tell me, why did he decide to do football? Well, I think when you're at a small school like we were, mm -hmm. it's just you do all the sports, right? So did he play football back in Noxipater? He was going to, yeah. Oh, okay. So he was doing summer workouts, which he did summer workouts with Noxipater. He lifted weights and ran and did all the stuff all summer. He's in seventh grade? He was going into seventh. Yeah, so he's in first yeah. year you can do mm -hmm. all that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he was planning to play and probably would have played because just for sheer numbers. Well, first of all, he's a big kid. He is? Like, well, like... He is a big kid until he got on the field here. 
shocking. It is very shocking. <laughs> and now he's like, he looks like one of the little kids on the field. Not, it is shocking. And they grow know, bigger in Mississippi. They do. They do. And these there are some kids in his class that are, they okay. they make him look like small fry. So, um, okay. okay. So, it's, you know, it is it is a jump. It's it's more more kids and um, bigger, you know, bigger and, faster, stronger kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. We're just, and Jeff is like, you know, he's, he doesn't want to fight it. Well, and he probably also, Jeff, I mean, I don't want to speak for him by any means, but he knows, and I don't, like, his job is what brought y'all there. Mm-hmm. And the boys have transitioned a lot and they've done it so well. And he probably has that, not guilt, because there's no reason for him to feel guilt. I mean, he's literally doing the Lord's work, <laughs> but just like, I mean, literally. <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, I've taken them out of their comfort zone where they were maybe kind of the top of the deal. Um, they were comfortable. These are the mm-hmm. people they've grown up with. Now we've moved and they, they're not finding their place or they haven't found their footing. And it's like some point you're like, you've had enough dis- discomfort. Right. Like it, this would be one thing if it was an oxipator mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you're going to stick it through. But this mm-hmm. is like, okay, we moved you. Like mm-hmm. everything is new. Um, and I mean, seventh grade, I mean, it's a huge school now Mm. compared to what he had. It's like, everything's different. Right. So I know, so like, I know Will sits in the camp of, you know, so Anna, for instance, we pay a real dumb amount of money for her to do select (laughs) soccer, which I always tell her, cause I mean, she's had girls be mean and say like, Oh, like I'm on this team and you're not on that team. And so I was like, Anna, here's the deal. I could pay any amount of money. You can be on any team you want. Like, (laughs) I've learned that select is just uh, a select a bunch of idiots that want to pay money. So, um, so, but I mean, it does get way more competitive and there does become this gap to where it's like, you're, I don't care how much money you, you're not going to look, you're not going to be on this team. But all that to say, she, Anna is very, like her face is very, um, apathetic like she looks like she's not passionate mm-hmm. um and but she is and she just looks like she's not but so you can't really tell and she's mm-hmm. not like William that's very like into everything and so Will sat her down and was like I'm gonna be honest with you this is how much we're paying I need to know <laughs> Will is all like, about that budget talk <laughs> it's always it's always an opportunity to talk about a goal sheet spreadsheet uh, anything <laughs> anything everything Oh gosh. I have to say real quick, um, I have become friends with um Kelly, the Kelly's corner, Kelly Stamps. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like a real popular mommy blogger. I don't want to call her mommy blogger, but just uh-huh. blogger that um and she and I were talking about Dave Ramsey and she said, We need a shirt that says get behind me, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And she's like, and then it says in the back, I only carry credit cards. <laughs> I was like, yes. 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 Or then, I have my credit card memorized, so I don't yes. have to carry my credit card. All those abandoned carts, not by me. Not by me. I, I will not be a statistic. We need not. <laughs> no, no cart left behind. <laughs> Hashtag no cart left behind here. I will not be a oh my gosh no but he sat her down and he's like this is how much it is like I'm telling you this not because I'm trying to like shame you but I want to know like are you really going to play because once you sign up like this isn't we're begging you to go to practice Mm -hmm. like you are on this team you make a commitment to the team Mm -hmm. and there was a girl on our team last year that like 
never came to games, never came to tournaments. She always came to practice. They would practice the positions like or the plays with her and then she wouldn't come and then it would change things and the team got really frustrated Mm -hmm. because they're like we're counting on you and sometimes she had a good excuse sometimes not Mm -hmm. I mean it's that's not for us to decide but you you're making a commitment to a team so if you don't ever want to play soccer again after this season Mm -hmm. that's that's fine but I agree I think whenever it's like a singular sport or something that's continuous like dance gymnastics where there's no end in sight Mm. that's one thing I think when you sign up for unless and I know you and I talked about this on the side there's always if there's like an abusive situation there's a bullying situation or your kid is mentally becoming unhealthy Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't pull the plug (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's get them out yeah. let's extract them yeah so which but i think just because they don't want to anymore is not a good excuse and see and this is what i'm afraid we're we're headed toward and we would this is one of those things where we will do a poll on episode release day next thursday when this comes out um because we want to know what you think about this too is do you let your kids quit if they're unhappy or they're not you know, enjoying it or whatever, or do you make them stick it out? Because we went through this with piano, um, which again, I would say let them pull the plug. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had them. Um, Riley had piano lessons up until he was in, I guess, third grade, and was that is such a southern thing. Oh uh, well, I, I need him to be able to read music. Piano lessons. Mm-hmm. Will Holt took some piano lessons. Mm-hmm. So he, um, and he was good. He was good. He, um, he just, um, just, it was a battle every day for practice. He didn't love it. And so thankfully we just, when he decided he wasn't going to play, we just slid Eli right in (laughs) and he took over. And then we told him, no, this is Riley. (laughs) Don't don't mind. Don't mind the difference in levels here. But no, I mean, we, we clearly, we talked to his teacher first, (laughs) But we did the same thing with Eli. He was going to take until he was, you know, finished with third grade. And so, um, and then his teacher ended up not finishing third grade with them. So, oh, so it, she quit. She quit. She had some things going on. She had some health things. You want to send her this episode? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was totally legit. Like, but Eli was pumped because he didn't want to play anymore. And we had told him, you know, you have, you have to finish until third grade. That's the rule. Um, because we just basically wanted them to be able to read music, just basic. Yeah. Um, well, that does help you with other things too. And if you want to learn any other instrument, I've heard you have to learn piano first. Yeah. It's super helpful. Yeah. And, and Jeff says, you know, we both, he and I both took piano lessons. I took for seven years and he took for probably as long as the boys did. Um, and now he plays the guitar and he can read music because of that. And so, um, anyway, I don't know. I, it, it is a struggle. Like I, I don't know what to do. Part of me is like, I don't want him to be unhappy. It is a di- kind of crazy situation because we did just move, but I also feel like if he would stick it out a little longer, yeah. he would learn the plays. And well, he really and has- also get to know kids. Yes, and, yeah. and he's a part. That's the that was really what we thought would be one of the greatest benefits for him was being a part of a team, but because he's feeling I probably I guess the best word he would ha- die if he you know said this but like insecure um because he doesn't know the plays they're coming at him kind of aggressively because he's not in the right spot at the right time and um 
So if I think that's hard for boys mm-hmm. to feel inadequate or insecure because that's mm-hmm. something that as a society it's like toughen up. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, be you know. Look, and he like, might <laughs> he might be a little bit like his mama. He's a little he's a little bit of a people placer. <laughs> and just, we can't fault him for that. He's just not like people to be mad at him. <laughs> we cannot fault him for that. Okay, so, so yeah. What is your thoughts? And I asked Will before we recorded because mm-hmm. Will coached William for years and like flag football mm-hmm. and um, different things like that. Um, coach Anna soccer uh, asked him, I was like, what is your thoughts on everyone gets a trophy? And he said, this was his thoughts that when they're younger, that he doesn't see a fault in it mm-hmm. because it encourages them. It gets them excited. Mm-hmm. And what he really did was he did away. Like, I mean, they were still given like the trophies to pass out at the end of the season to everybody but he changed it and did like certificates and he did it on character awards. Mm, like and that. so, and he would give them like a nickname, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, William has kept some of his, um, because they were intentional and it was every kid will would point out something different about them that he saw mm-hmm. as like a positive trait or something mm-hmm. that they should really carry throughout. Um, now at this age, no, <laughs> And I say this age, William's 15 in ninth grade, mm-hmm. Anna's 11. And I'll tell you what, lost every single game last year, except for the one somebody forfeited. They did not get a trophy <laughs> nor a medal. But she has her trophy from this past weekend whenever she – like um, prominently displayed. <laughs> so proud of it. And I will tell you, William has trophies that they would give him at the end of, like, you know, YMCA or mm-hmm. upper. He would, tra- he would throw them in the trash mm-hmm. because yeah. he was like – we weren't that good. You know? I, well, and, it was just, and we just went through that with the move is like, does this trophy actually mean something to you? Or was this like a participation trophy that yes. everybody got? And, and they know the difference. I yeah. mean, even at nine and 12, yes. know the difference between everybody your got this. And, mm-hmm. It's your t-shirt or Jersey, right? Like, that's your participation award. So yeah. how do you see that play out? As much as you can say in the classroom, in college. Like, can you tell the kids that yeah. think they should get a participation grade? <laughs> well, let me no. say, let me first start, let me let me start with coaching um, junior varsity, junior high, and varsity volleyball and where that plays out. Is that when you come into that and that's all you've ever experienced, then you come into practice just assuming that you're going to play because everybody gets to play and everybody gets you a get trophy. Yeah. And so it becomes a lot harder and feelings get hurt when you get to play based on what you do in practice, which is not only performance, but also hustle and attitude. And if those things are not there, then you're probably not going to get to play. Yeah. Um, and there are times, you know, where the score gets lopsided one way or the other and people do get to play but when the game is close you've got to put people on the floor that you know are going to perform in that pressure yeah. situation it's not about you know it's not, we're not over here with our little upward book making sure that everybody played six quarters and that everybody yes. you know played everybody the got same, their 15 minutes in. right and, and we're not going to give out all the color all eight colors of the star yes. things for you to put on your t-shirt because yes. that's what we do it's it's different and so I, what do you tell a parent <clears throat> that emails you like why didn't my kid get to play well, I, um, ugh, it's hard, but a lot of times... Do you I, say because they suck? No. <laughs> Do you know me? <laughs> Would I ever say that to a human being? Like, oh, my God. 
she is so sweet. I love her so much. I think she would be real good at being the manager. No, um, <laughs> sorry. She's a good hustler of the water bottles, which William, with all his broken bones, has been many a water boy, and mm-hmm. I think is the best thing he could have done. Uh, it is. That's good. That's that is good. Makes you realize how much you actually want to be on the court, right? You're yeah. like, I don't want to do that and anymore. It makes you appreciate those people that step into those roles mm-hmm, for sure. Because, yeah, and they, he's they love their uh, like little managers and water mm-hmm. boys. Especially sure. little, they're big. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I think what you what I always have tried to say is. Um, these are the areas that your daughter needs to work on. Like, and I'm just going to give some examples of like, if we're in a a game situation, like I have to know when she's playing on that front row that she's not going to hit the ball into the net every single time. Like that she's going to get the ball over whether she hits it or whether she passes it. But she's got to be able to make good game time decisions. And if she's not making those in practice, you put her in a pressure yeah (laughs) so and same thing with serving if 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 when we're serving in practice and she's shanking them into the um stands or like whatever like that last night i think in two of the sets were won by two points it was 26 24 and they were one on serves yeah and so like you I've, you've got to know that that a serve is going over, and that takes that takes more than the hour and a half or two hours of practice a couple of times a week. That takes your kid going to the gym when the gym is empty and serving fifty balls to the other end, and then yeah. going down and serving fifty balls back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's so, true that someone's putting in the effort. I mean, granted, like and Will tells William all the time. You can have natural ability all day long, uh, but at yeah. some point, he, William, there's something that he says. It's like, yeah, we have a clip of it because I was like, what did you just say? That sounds like a Will Hold inspirational <laughs> quote. But it's, you know, at some point you have to separate yourself mm-hmm. with hard work and leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have more than just natural ability. Yeah. Yeah, because well, yes, for sure. And and here's the thing also that I do try to remind parents is you're coming to see two hours a week sometimes of what's happening. Yes. And you're you're not in practice, so you don't see the eyes rolled or the, the not hustle or the not, not being, and the word I always use is coachable because you can have all the skill in the world. You can be the best athlete on the floor. And if you can't take instruction and correction and at least try to do what's being asked of you, then you're not, you're going to sit on the bench because in a game, sit, in a tight self, yeah. is your kid a jerk? <laughs> And that's going to be a hard question. But, okay, so there, here's a statistic. Mm. The odds of winning in a NCAA sports scholarship are minuscule. Only about 2% of high school athletes mm. win sports scholarships every year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2%. That's but I guarantee you, everybody on that volleyball court, maybe not everybody, <laughs> but I bet 75% of the volleyball court, the football field, the basketball field, the baseball field, they all, these parents, which we got to get to the parents, all think. <laughs> that that kid is going to play at the college level. Mm, that's hard. That's hard. And so, I mean, I think that's when you're getting, like, the emails. It's more the parents. Mm-hmm. It's their hopes and dreams for their kid. Maybe yes. even, and they don't maybe realize maybe that's not their kid's dream. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. 
I think that that is, I will say, I'm the loud one in the stands. Mm, same. <laughs> and Shocker. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm competitive. They're like, oh, would you play? I'm like, yeah, I play a lot of sports. As in zero, except for one basketball game, <laughs> one basketball minute. And so, but it's like, I'm competitive about the things that I have no control over. Mm. My kids' sports and Alabama football. Like, <laughs> Alabama football does not let me down. My kids do. No, I'm sure. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, Will, I will sit there and ask him, like, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? So, for instance, last night, William got, he missed this pass. He had he had some awesome plays, great catches, stuff like that, but he missed this. He broke free. Um, he's a wide receiver. He broke free, and it looked like he was going to catch this pass, and he was going to have, like, an easy touchdown. Well, he slowed up, and Will was, like, uh, not saying anything. I'm like, why is he slowing down? Why is he slowing down? And he's like, Donna, just calm down. And I'm like, Red <laughs> you know, and then he, um, and then he gets overthrown, and Will's like, "That happens all the time, Jonna. Like, you get overthrown, you get underthrown, you slow up, you yeah. speed up. You know, I mean, and especially so, in ninth grade. I know. Like, but then I mean, it, but then you know, parents behind you, it's like, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm. So, you find yeah, yourself yeah, almost yeah. like apologetic, mm-hmm. or and I'm like, this is so dumb. You know, well, look, first of all, it's a image. I will say this: when you said that, I'm sorry. That is that is something. Um, the girls that I have worked with the last two years, and I wish I could just erase it. And I I kept saying it last night. I would like, I don't care what you do. Stop saying, I'm sorry. Like it don't, don't apologize for hustling after the ball and it not going well. What you say is, all right, let's get the next one. Right. So that's Will's big deal. Next play is the most important play. Yes, because when you start saying, I'm sorry, you're beating yourself up, and it shows all over your face. And that's what I kept telling those girls last night. I was like, you look like somebody stole your lunch money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, that's a a sitch. I I mean, I'd be upset, too. Yeah, you take my lunch money, I'm going to be mad because I'm a big girl, and I need my lunch. Yeah, I need my snacks. Snacks. It is is hard, and I think, you know, I – back to the the original question was how do you how do you give them feedback and I try to focus not on what's going wrong necessarily but what what could go better like these are the areas that you would need to see improvement in before we feel comfortable you know, in a game, yeah. tight game situation, which, when you, them with the game. yeah, well, when, and when you're in your first year of a seat of a sport is probably most of the games are either going to be real lopsided or they are going to be tight because you're figuring yeah. things out. And so the other, the other thing about the coaches is, um, I don't, I didn't get paid for that. That's a, that is 0% shocking. <laughs> right. And so, when you come at a coach who's doing this because they love kids. they have a passion they love kids they want to pour into kids and because they love the game it's it's really frustrating you know um i i would much rather sit i'll be honest sit in the stands and yell like a fan than to be in the game situation and then have parents come up after the game and question every single thing that was done um, and so I, I will say this for me after, cause I'd never been on that side of it until last year, okay. last volleyball season, um, I'd either been a player or have been a parent. And so it has really shifted my perspective in terms of, now that doesn't, that doesn't make me any quieter. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
I'm still going to yell. I'm still going to yell. And my boys are always like, Mom. And I'm like, I might have seen a video of Laura in her gym, gym clothes and her whistle getting after some girls. Well, And she blew that whistle. And she's like, what did you say at the end? You're like, all right, let's get Let's get it. I don't know. Let's, go. let's get it, Carol. Let's yeah. get it. And then let's she get. blows that whistle. And, I mean, it was silence. Yeah. Well, Baseball. that was... That was a situation, and this is this is where you have to be careful, <laughs> because in these, <laughs> swear you have to be careful, <laughs> because the words that I was trying, the the sentiment that I was trying to convey is, I cannot do this for you. And I, nothing you said was bad. Like no. if somebody sent me that of my kid's coach, I'd be like, I hope you took something from yeah. that. Yeah. And the girl, the, that's the thing is, most of them it fired him up, and they were like, okay, I'm I'll tell you the hard. ones that don't take things from it. That take it personal. That's a that's a them situation. <laughs> yeah, it's not a you situation. What I was what I was basically trying to say is, I can stand over here on the sideline and tell you what to do all day long, but until you actually listen to me and try to do what I'm telling you to do, it's not going to work. Yeah. I cannot get out on the floor and pass the ball for you. I cannot get out on the floor and get in the right position for you. You have to be coachable. You yeah. have to at least try to do the things that we're telling you to do. And and that's the frustrating is when you say the same things over and over and over again and, and it doesn't Well, I think it's hard, too, especially from your point of view. Like, you played this sport. Mm -hmm. You're not just, like, a parent volunteer. Mm -hmm. And I think Yeah, I don't have a kid on the team. I got got either team that I've coached. I had no, no. no, um, But it's, and it's not like you just, yeah, like, yeah, I'll I'll just fill in. It's like, no, they ask you because you know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. And, And I've asked Will before, like, with... You know, they call it, like, daddy ball with, like, these coaches that have never played this sport. Or maybe they played, you know, when they were really young. And he always tells William, he's like, you respect your coach. Mm -hmm. If I feel like they're teaching you something that maybe is wrong, Mm -hmm. then – and that's one reason he would not personally – it was a personal decision. He would – and shockingly enough, any of our friends that played football at a higher level, Mm -hmm. exact same, Mm -hmm. would not let William play – um, tackle football until sixth grade mm-hmm. because he's like, I want to wait until you're with a coach that teaches you the correct formation, mm-hmm. not just to knock them out to mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Will would make sure William respected his coach because Will appreciated this person is filling in a role on a volunteer basis, whether they have any information about it or not, because mm-hmm. guess what? The rest of us weren't willing to mm-hmm. do it. That's right. And so, Which is interesting. Not- I, I want to bring up that Frank Martin quote now because that's ties perfectly into that and if you don't know who frank martin is he is a he's known for being pretty animated on the, I like him mm-hmm, uh-huh, on the sidelines he coached at kansas state and now is the head coach at the university of south carolina um he's been a little controversial the way that he um he's he can be a little overly animated in some people's uh-huh. opinions but he also has two sons who play basketball and there is um and we'll link this in the show notes but there's a it's like a three minute video where he it talks, went viral it, it was so good so good um but he talks about how he handles when his boys come to him and the first thing he says is go talk to your coach I'm not- i mean this is a college basketball coach yeah telling his sons 
I'm your dad. Yeah. They're your coach. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. And he said, he's like, I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. He's like, go talk to your coach. If you want to know why you're not playing, if you want to know why something's not going right, go talk to your coach. How you can get better. And he said, um, the thing that I, the the biggest takeaway from that, that I just loved this. And he said, he's talking about how um, all these You've got all these voices. When you're the athlete on the floor, he's like, it's no wonder that kids are so confused. Um, it's it's We know why kids are rebelling, why kids don't um, know how to listen. He says there are so many voices in their head all at the same time, and then the world just teaches them to shut it all off. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, mic drop right there, Frank. Well, and how many times do you feel like your kids aren't listening to you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because all the time. Well, it's a situation. <laughs> and, I mean, and that's my biggest beef mm-hmm. with William. Like, he and I do really well, and we get along really well. And um, Anna's just very go-along-to-get-along. Mm-hmm. Um, William, uh, you know, he's in ninth grade, so there's more happening and everything. And he, that's where I feel like I'm constantly saying, I just need you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. I just need, I need to make sure, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, I think he hears that all day long from every adult figure in his life, not because he's not listening or not paying attention, but it's just like, that's the constant sentiment. Like, Hey, listen, do this, Mm -hmm. do that. You got to turn this in. You got to do that. And Mm -hmm. it's got to be like a squirrel squirrel, you know, like, you know, Oh gosh. And I asked William, I'm like, can you hear me in the stands? And he's like, yes. And I asked him on the deals, like, can you hear a lot of parents? And he's like, yeah, he's, I was like, I just laugh. He's like, because I love it when parents are like, yeah, you shouldn't run that play. And he's Mm -hmm. like, to where I know the reason we were running that play. Mm -hmm. Um, And his coach, who I really love, his name's Coach Mann. um, And he really turned Will and William on to reading Josh, uh, not Josh, John Gordon books. Mm -hmm. He's got several books on like the Carpenter training camp, different things. They're Christian based and um, really around being like an athlete um, and being successful. But he stood up at our parent meeting, and he's like, for us to be a team, you have to all buy in. Mm. If you're talking bad about the coaches to your kid, yes. the kids will not buy in. No. If you're telling the co- that your kid, your coach doesn't know what he's doing, yes. your kid will then <laughs> not be obedient mm-hmm. and will not follow through for me. Mm-hmm. He said, I guarantee you, I want to win. Mm-hmm. I want to win more than you do. Mm-hmm. I have a job. Mm-hmm. This is my job. And he said... Am I going to call bad plays that you're going to sit there and wonder, why do you call that play? Yes. Am I going to figure that out? Yes. When I go back and watch film, he said, I promise you, I'm not trying to call the stupidest play. I'm trying to make a smart decision. Mm-hmm. And I also know other factors. Like maybe I know that this running back is like pulled his hamstring and can't go in right now. Mm-hmm. Like when y'all are wanting us to run the ball, mm-hmm. maybe I know X, Y, Z. He's like, I need y'all to buy in. So your kids buy in. Yes. And an interesting kind of turn to it is his son who is phenomenal. And he is actually the same position as William, just opposite side of the field. He plays as well. And his son is really good. Mm -hmm. And I've wondered how that was going to play out because it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, he's the coach's son, but his son deserves to play. Like Mm -hmm. he is really good. He's Mm -hmm. a really good kid. Mm -hmm. And his wife, she's like, I do not sit with parents in the stands oh. because all I hear you talk about is how horrible my husband yeah, is. Same. I, you know, I was the coach's wife for three years too, um, which yeah. is very similar to being the preacher's wife in, in some regards with that, with, yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes. I yeah. think when you're the preacher's wife, they try not to say it so much, so so loudly. But yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, Fortunately, church is a quieter yeah, place. Yeah, but with the coach's yeah. wife, you can hear it all around you. And I, I didn't yeah. sit 
Um, I sat with either the the girls' basketball coach because, you know, that was yeah. a safe place, or um, yeah. just not because as soon as you just hear it the whole game, like. Well, and that's what she said. She's like, it's going to be interesting because my son is actually on the team, mm-hmm. so I don't know what I'm going to do. And she is precious, mm-hmm. like so sweet. And but when you get to know someone, mm-hmm. when you take the time to get to know someone, like it's really hard to not like them mm-hmm. and it's really hard to assume the worst mm-hmm. whenever you get to know them. Mm-hmm. And I know, so will, I mean, will William will ask will like, what do you think about that? And he's like, I trust your coach. Mm-hmm. And, th- and well, guess what? William I, trusts his coach. That, and yes. And Frank and when in that conversation about go talk to your coach, he, he follows that up with, he says, if someone disrespects you, I'm here for you. As your dad. Yes, as your dad. But then he also says, if you fail, good, deal with it. And I loved that. And he said, I'm going to help you get up. But I'm, and then he's like, I'm going to help you get up from the failure, but I'm not going to coach. Going to make it better. Right. I'm not not going to go to the coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on this psychology today.com, Mm -hmm. we'll link this, um, is talking about just the pressure that kids have on them in sports. And uh, one of the things that says, and I know this is very like kid parent heavy, mm-hmm. but I think this goes for anything. Mm-hmm. And I think whether you're an aunt, an uncle, yes. you're a teacher, you're just around kids. Like think about the pressure that kids are under these days. And are you being a part of that? But it says, if you dig down to the very heart of these reactions, you will find a fear of failure specifically that these kids don't perform well they perceive that something really bad will happen, however objectively untrue it may be. Based on considerable research and my own work with young athletes, the most common cause of fear of failure include, one, disappointing my parents, mm. and by extension, my parents won't love me. Two, being rejected by my peers. Three, ending my sports dreams. Four, it will all be a waste of time. And five, failure in sports means I'm a failure. Mm, that's hard. But that makes my stomach hurt real bad. It does so, you. For sure. Um, so what can we do as parents collectively? <laughs> like, I think the way that you talk about other players to your kid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, God, oh, they really, you know, did they didn't do their best mm-hmm. did they or gosh mm-hmm. you know it's whatever that looks like and listen there have been some real jerk kids that Williams played with mm-hmm. and whenever they drop a ball there might have been times where I'm like I don't hate it I mean I'm just gonna <laughs> and so uh, but that's not a good attitude yeah these are kids these are kids the, I, I think I think that. that's a good starting point for what do we do is remember that they're kids right? They're yeah. not professional athletes. They're, you know, our, my youngest is, is nine. I mean, he's nine. He's going to drop a ball. He's going to strike out. He's going to, you know, miss a shot. Like it's going to happen. He's not a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, and so keeping that perspective, I think is, is really good. Is um, I loved what we, what you mentioned earlier is just making sure that you're always on the same same side as the coach because here's the thing and I think as a player you sometimes forget this because you're because of the, that list of things that you just read like my all dreams the, yeah and all the things yeah. but here's the thing and, and this is what I hope parents will will remember too and maybe encourage their kids in this way if your coach is all over you like they're correcting you and they're riding you and they're pushing you it's because they see your potential. It's uh, not. Will, 
told William and Anna, if your coach is not talking to you, that's when you worry. Yes, because, guess because they've You're given up. <laughs> yeah. So Anna was saying that I guess her coach, which her coach is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, telling Anna something and, like, really giving her some constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And she and Anna told Will, she was like, but I remembered what you said and it excited me because now I know that yes. she thinks that I have potential. And yeah. I was like, that right there. That's that right it. There. Instead of being like, mm-hmm. she was so mean to me. Okay. It's like, no, like flip it. Yeah. Flip it. And, it's, and, and that's the thing. Like, that starts was, at home. Like you, yeah. when they come home and tell you, oh my gosh, coach was so mean. Like she did this or he did this or whatever is you say, that means you know, there's they want, me to get they want you to get better because they want to see you on the field or on the court or yeah. whatever. Um, and, and, um, just recognizing that someone else challenging and holding your kid accountable makes them a better person. Yeah. They're not, yeah. nobody's, I mean, now I will say there are cases of abuse and disrespect that do need to be handled, oh. but if it's coaching your kid, yeah. Let it happen. They will be so much better for it because, and, and you asked me this earlier in the episode, but what happens in college Yes, <laughs> is then they come in and have, and I'll just use my classes for example, is um, they'll turn a paper in and I will write all over it, both positive and negative, and they get it back and they see all this writing. And instead of reading the comments, yes. they just look at the amount and freak out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, I've had so many students come in and they're like, there's writing all over my paper. And I'll say, did you read the comments? And they're like, well, some of them. And I was like, we'll read all of them. And then yeah. you can see that, yes, there are some things that need to be corrected. But I'm going to tell you some good things, too. Like, this is a great point. This is well articulated. This is, you know. And so it it prepares them for real world in college, but also for the job place. They're not going to walk into their first job and do everything perfectly. Well, if, real like realistically, their first job will probably not be an NFL football field <laughs> or an NBA basketball court or an yeah. MLB. Like their first job will probably be a like a normal yeah. job. Yeah, you're going to have to wear. They're a not going to be amazing. Yeah, you know, but they are going to have to be able to take feedback and criticism and like constructive this is how we can do this better and um have you thought about doing it this way and if you're if you have instilled that in them as an a student athlete Mm -hmm. it's so much easier for them moving forward so again i that is something i really want to talking about like a bob knight situation yeah no that is not that's a that's a situation (laughs) yeah where you're like throwing chairs at players. Uh-huh. That's not okay. That's not like, hey, he uh-huh. cares about you. Uh-huh. That's a he's psycho. <laughs> he's a cry cry. Um, yeah. Do you want me to? Um, do you want me to brag on my husband for a minute with this name? I sure do. Okay. Sure so do. we had a we had a situation this week um, with our youngest, which I don't know if I've ever said this, but both of our boys are left handed. Um, and if, if you, so Anna, so Eli and Anna are betrothed. Yeah. For, mm, they're going to have some smart kiddos. Um, and so handwriting 
in our house has always been a little bit of a struggle, right? Just left-handed, and I'm not, I'm, I've seen beautiful left-handed handwriting, but usually not comes from, from girls. I was going to say, usually not from, from boys. Um, okay. And so Eli didn't do well on a math quiz. He got confused on a part. He, he switched something. He thought it was, I don't know what he did, but he got, he didn't score his normal mm-hmm. grades. And then he got a really poor score in his handwriting for the week. Okay. And so, I wasn't here when all of this came home, but apparently my husband, who is just amazing, but um, handled it with so much grace. And so today I, I'm walking through the house and I just pick it up. I, I came home to, um, they look like paper bracelets, not like paper bead bracelets, but literally strips of paper that oh, he's made into a bracelet. Also known as a boy. Yes. And um, one has hearts all the way around it that he's drawn on there. The other one says, you're the best. I love you so much. And I was like, now that's fun to come home to. Yeah. But then I found this note that he had written to Jeff and it, I mean, it, it just makes me hope that this is what they would write every single time that they mess up. I'm like tearing up talking about it. But it says, um, Dear Dad, thank you for being, just for being my dad. I could not be here without you. I love how smart he is. The mistakes I have made have been my fault. <sighs> Warms my heart. But you have taught me a lesson every time. You are the best dad ever. I love you. And then he's drawn this picture down. I'm like literally crying. And he drew this picture down at the bottom, and it's like two little stick figures. One is really tall, and one is really short. <laughs> and it says, has like the air bubbles above it. And it says, sorry, the above the, the short person, it says, sorry for my bad grade. And above the tall person, it says, you can get it next time. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so perfect for what we're talking about. Jeff just hit expert level parenting. <laughs> he did. Why are we talking about this? Where is yes. Jeff right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love that. And it was just, it really was convicting and challenging to handle that, anything mm-hmm. like this. And that way that when they walk away, they're like, okay, one, I'm willing to take responsibility. It was my fault. But mm-hmm. two, I feel encouraged that I can, yeah, I can do like, better next time, right? Well, and it's like, I want him to feel that way about me. Yes. I want him to know that, yes, dad feels that way, but so does mom. Like, I know right. that at this house, that they love me and that it's just a learning opportunity. Right. It's whenever you keep making the same mistake that that's when we have a problem. Right. You know, and this is, that guys, this is when you want your kids to fail. Like, guess where I don't want you to fail, like in adulthood and, you know, have a bad marriage or be, um, you know, a bad person. Like, Mm -hmm. I want you to make your mistakes now. So you have people surrounding you Mm -hmm. that love you and are going to encourage you and see the best in you. Because when you get out there to the real world, those people don't know Mm -hmm. all your awesome character traits. They don't know these things about you that we do. And I want to be the one that speaks those into you. Right. And so... Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's hard. It's a sitch. I know. Oh um, my goodness. Well, this was, this was good. Did we, well, did we cover like, everything that we were going to talk about? I feel like we got through all well, of our the notes. Well, the one article that, about showing up. Oh yeah. 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 That was I good too. I want to speak into that. Yeah. Because let's, I, I love that. That was so timely. Um, now I've lost it, but it, the article is basically about making an effort to be there for your kids. Um, and there were a couple of quotes in there that I just kind of rocked me. And this is something I, I have struggled with just because we're busy. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we are busy with jobs. We're busy. Some of us with side hustles and, and, 
there are times that I have not not always prioritized um, the boys' activities. Like last night, yeah, like last night. I mean, I was coming back from from work and couldn't get there um, in time to be there for his scrimmage. But this article is about. Um, it says this. The title is "Parents Going to Every." Every one of your kids' games matters more than you know. And the author just talks about how important it was, like, to recognize, as she was a student athlete, that the sacrifices that their her parents made for her to be there. And she said, at every game, I would search for their faces in the stands. And when I found them, I knew I mattered, and I knew my dreams mattered. And I was like, oh, Okay. That, that hits. That yeah, is in the game. Yeah. And so just making an effort um, to, one, just to show up and be supportive for them, whether they get on the field or not. You're um, there. I mean, that's what they need to, yeah. They need to know. I mean, just like she said, like that, that this was, because it was important to me, it was important to them. Um, and so I loved that. Well, think and, about that with anything, whether that's your kids in the spelling bee mm-hmm. or your kid, it, like a piano recital. It's mm-hmm. not all about sports. And I think that's the thing. It doesn't have to be um, just sports related. It's really anything where you're supporting your kid. You're not pumping them up to the point of unrealistic dreams. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to make them feel like, if they don't reach this level that you feel they can be at, that they have failed you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And also like give people that are in leadership position, grace. Mm. I mean, if they're being Bobby Knight out there, then let's maybe (laughs) like take, take it to somebody in -hmm. charge, Mm -hmm. but just be, here's the thing. Those people that are rushing from their jobs to get there, they wouldn't be able to coach those kids. Right. Right. And be glad that your kid, you know, has the opportunity to learn from someone. Mm-hmm. It's the same with, like, having a, a boss that's hard. Mm-hmm. If we protect our kids from every mean person mm-hmm. or person that's not, like, doesn't see the snowflake that they are, <laughs> then we're setting them up for a real heartache mm-hmm. in the real world. For sure. For and sure. So, and I struggle with that. I'm very sensitive. And mm-hmm. my mom has always told me, she's like, I don't know how you came from this family because my family is cutthroat. And I'm like, well, listen, I barely survived. And so, but it's the day to There were some questionable moments. Yeah, there were. Is she going to make it? And so, is she going to make it? Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I just think that the takeaway from this is I love my kid for who my kid is, mm-hmm. not what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy that we heard speak said, at the end of the day, only thing you should say to your child after a game, I love watching you play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not I'm proud of, proud of that hit or that was an mm-hmm. awesome, you know, mm-hmm. that's fine. But it needs to start off with, mm-hmm. I love watching you play. Mm-hmm. And Will asked William and Anna after every single game, did you have fun? I was just going to say, that's always how I say, did you have fun? Was that, did you have a good time? Did you enjoy hanging out with your friends? Like, because I and want them, at this point, I want them to be it. as into the social part of it and making, yes. especially right now, where we're, you know, trying to meet yes. friends and make friends. Um, you know, that, I think that's a great, great Thing. And I think so often I've been guilty of it in the past. And again, I think once I sat on the other side of it, I was a lot, it was a lot easier for me to 
pull back from that to be like, why did that happen? Or what? Yes. That's a conversation you can have with your spouse. (laughs) later. (laughs) Okay. I mean, if you want to question all the calls and armchair quarterback it, then do that, but don't do it in front of your kids. It undermines the coach. It, it hurts the team um, because they hear you questioning decisions that the coaches made or talking about other players who didn't play well or, or who did play well. And you're just jealous because they are played better. That's, that's just as detrimental. Um, is is and just remember i think this is the thing is just because one person is successful it doesn't mean that everyone isn't is what is that that quote about um her her life doesn't diminish my yeah (laughs) whatever that killing it killing it yeah whatever that quote is should say what that quote say (laughs) that's that's our quote well, wait, we'll look it up. Be right back. It's, it's, yeah, her success does not diminish mine. Yes, yes. And, but that's so true. I think so often we think like, oh, gosh, they're doing really good. That means, you know, and it's like, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the kid, that the coach's son is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's one thing that um, we talk a ton about, and I asked William this, and he went off on his own tangent, is about character. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want you to get from – sports more than anything mm-hmm. is that it's a character builder mm-hmm. um there was a How fight that broke out last... mm-hmm. yes there was a fight that broke out last night at oh, the varsity gosh. game i was super pumped to watch um because your kid was not on the field <laughs> oh no he wasn't he was on the sidelines you know helping out with the game but no. um but i'm here i like me a hockey game um but it was one of those things that it wasn't we have a kid on our varsity team that is tiny but let me tell you about that kid that the other team doesn't realize. He's also a, he started as a sophomore, mm. and when I say tiny, he's probably like four ten. Um, and playing he's not varsity, Rudy. Football. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he is a junior Olympian oh for gosh. the high jump. What? He's a freak. I'm talking. He's a freak athlete, but people are very. He's very unassuming, mm-hmm. and so the other team we were beating the other team pretty handedly, so they couldn't beat us so they decided to start throwing cheap shots and they shoved the kid from behind Mm. it turned into one of our kids was like you're not going to mess with my brother and Mm -hmm. so so part of me is like oh that was a good move Mm -hmm. you know but Mm -hmm. here's the deal our coach got all of our boys together screamed at all of them the other coaches like high-fiving his kids it was a really tacky situation but our coach he goes I don't care that they started it you're the one that got caught Mm -hmm. and and it's like you know, and I was ta- so William and I were kind of talking like, "What would you do?" Because that's hard. They're messing with your teammate that is supposed to become mm-hmm. like your brother. And William's like, "You don't get caught." I mean, that's a good point, but no. <laughs> but I mean, but we're you know just like these character building situations. And I was telling him I really liked how the coach handled it. He's holding our players to a higher standard, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and it's just things like that and talking about are you a good person are you a leader this is an awesome opportunity and William was saying not everybody's a natural leader but there are going to be opportunities for you to lead someone Mm -hmm. and it's like if those are the things you pick up on Mm -hmm. I don't need a college scholarship Mm -hmm. so for sure for sure that is that is good that's a good word right there um yeah just the character building part of it so important that we yeah that's uh, to me and and I y'all this and you kind of alluded to this but this 
even though we're talking mostly about sports because that's what our kids are into, like this applies to anything. Like yeah. your your kid may be into um, something completely Cody. different. Yeah. Cody. <laughs> show up for their competition y'all and cheer yeah. them on yeah. show up for the chess match like well, whatever just show up in general show yes. up when they talk yeah you know yeah and academic I would say the same thing and this is something that really hurt me after I went back to um like hurt my feelings a little bit that when I went back to work is I was not able to get to the academic awards days anymore because they were at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I have class at two o'clock in the afternoon. They all seem to always fall on the days that I taught on. And so, um, but you know, that was like Jeff would send me videos and I would make him take pictures and the, and the boys know, you know, knew that I was just as proud of their, if not more than their academic, um, awards and and all of that than whatever they did on the field or the court so yeah so I think be mindful of what you're putting your um your pride mm-hmm. of them in like mm-hmm. are they do they love the lord like yeah. <laughs> that should really matter more than anything else yeah. and it's like I think we can so often just put things just get out of whack mm-hmm. and I think whatever all of that stuff gets out of whack. I know for us, when we feel off, it's because God is not first and everything else suffers because of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love, I love going to football games. I love going to basketball games. Mm-hmm. I love all that. So it was so fun and it should stay that way. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, that you're not going to get some bad refing, but that's the one thing mm-hmm. that the guy said that I loved, uh, Frank Martin. Mm-hmm. He's like, you think that those refs wake up on Sunday morning to make $12 uh, an hour, and they're like, <laughs> I cannot wait to wreck some fourth grader's dreams. <laughs> it's like, that is what I live for. <laughs> there's going to be bad refing. There is, because they're humans, and they are, like, just above volunteer position. Yeah. And so, we don't have instant replay, because it's kids. I know. So, they're fourth graders. I would think, leaving it on that note, just love your kids where they're at, and support them whatever that is Mm -hmm. like if that's something they're passionate about let's do it yeah okay yeah for sure for sure well what are you um what's what's good in your world what's what are you loving so kind of related to sports not really but anna anna's hype song okay um is lizzo's a song Truth Hurts. We do okay. the clean version. Just okay. calm it down. Most um, of the time, I hear. I mean, you know, not every time. <laughs> so it's fine because guess what? Apple Music doesn't have a clean version. Um, and it's no, she's not supposed to say those words. Um, sometimes it just, you know, you need it. So, I but I mean, we start going nuts in the car, she and I do. And it's kind of our like little hype song. And she, mm-hmm. Anna is quite the rapper. I like, love it. she can rap. It's insane. It makes mm-hmm. me very proud. Yeah. Um, so that, and then on a totally different end of the spectrum is um, that I love, and I've talked about this a while back, but it's airy. It's um, American mm-hmm. Eagle. Calm mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like their sleepwear, swimwear, athletic wear division. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and it's A-E-R-I-E. Um, but I like to go in there for like shirts. They're super soft. And I got this long sleeve. But, I mean, I'm still wearing it. And it's, like, this ribbed, like, Henley shirt. And it's got mm-hmm. little snap buttons on it. 
And I love it. And I will say the other day I wore it and it was like on Instagram stories or something. I probably got seven messages asking about that shirt. And I was like, for real? I'm listening. I'm trying to talk to you about my hair braid. Um, <laughs> but I love it. And then somebody's like, okay, just bought it. Oh, yep, bought it. You know, and I would always be like, hold on to your pants. It's from Aerie. Um, and they always have a sale. So oh, never I love it. Price. So I love we'll a good, that link. I love a good, um, good Henley. Yes. Okay. What about you? Uh, let me just give some shout outs to my teaching assistants. I'm loving that I have an MBA student who works with me for a few hours a week. And he was, I literally walked into my office this week. It was the first week of classes for me. And I had two stacks, everything I needed for both classes. It was amazing. I had just emailed him the PDFs and told told him how I wanted them copied and divided. And he had everything with clips. And um, so I love that. And then I have two TAs that are going to be helping um, actually teach my classes. So this is the first time I've really had that much help with, with teaching. And I'm learning to, I'm a, I'm a bit of a control freak about my classes and that's a good thing that's a good thing because I I I want to make sure I'm doing right by the students I don't like to let go and for students to feel like they're not getting my feedback or my whatever and so that that's been important but um so I'm loving that a a whole lot and I'll probably that might be my favorite thing for a while um but the other shout outs every week (laughs) shout outs to my TAs again this week um the other thing that I'm loving is something that you actually recommended a few weeks ago, or maybe a few months. Mi- oh, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. But you you recommended the blue version, mm-hmm. but I ordered a different color, and then I came to find out you also have that color. So, because <laughs> listen, if I like something, I'm gonna get it in every color. But I got the cutest that um, it was the blue dress that like cornflower blue dress that yeah. John recommended. But they also have it in like a teal and mustard it's, combo. And so I got it um, from Amazon. We'll link that, and I'll try to post a picture. I hope that those of you who ordered your jeans are loving yeah. your jeans because I have worn them several times, even though it's a bajillion degrees down That's here. Fine. That's fine. They have holes in That's them. Fine. Those it's like ventilation. Yeah. It's your air conditioner. Yes. Oh, but look, I do have to tell a super, I'm going to tell a super quick story because I know we're like way over time right now, but I have to shocking. tell you some, that shocker for us. Daisy is and, working at our overtime. <laughs> Listen, I wore those jeans and I went to pick up my oldest from school and I get in the car and he says, he looks over, not like, how was your day? Not like, the first thing out of his mouth. He says, mom, didn't you do stuff with people at the church today? And I said, I did. I went to pick out some flooring and countertops with some of the ladies at the church. And he goes, well, I guess we won't be here longer than a year. Are you wearing those jeans? Okay. Okay. So he's, uh, he's on the conservative dressing side. Apparently he did not like my ripped up jeans. He didn't. That is very, who was it that said that? Riley? Riley. Oh my gosh. That is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, so I was telling uh, my friend Suzanne, and she goes, "Well, actually, you should get like uh, you should get extra credits because she made the greatest pun ever." She said they were holy. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I love I love a good Christian joke. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So anyway, oh, gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. So, so cute. but for those of you that ordered, let us know if you're loving them. Hopefully, um, you are enjoying your new holy jeans. Um, <laughs> 
but apparently they're not church preferences. Well, I mean, that all these awesome things that the church has done to your house won't even matter. Oh, no. You're just getting ready for the next one. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This yeah, has been scandalous. I know. That girl. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Well, oh. we've had – this has been a good conversation. I'm inspired to be better and to be quiet. Also, because I did get a video clip of a mom that recorded the game and sent it to us. And I was like, well, that – I am annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraging – but annoying. So. I am that mom. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm gonna do better. <laughs> Me so. too. Me oh. too. Oh my gosh. Well, have a good week. Okay. Okay. You too. We'll talk Love soon. You Love you. Bye. Bye. Grace, y'all. I think that's the word of the day. We <laughs> just grace for our kids. Grace for our coaches. Grace for ourselves when we occasionally act a fool on the sidelines or on the field. And um, just, you know, being aware of it, I think, is one thing for me. After I read the Frank Martin thing, like, that was good perspective. And I think talking through it with Jonna was also a great perspective for me. So hopefully being a little more self-aware will help us rein in some of our um, enthusiasm. I'm going to use the word enthusiasm, y'all. So I hope it was a fun discussion for you, wherever you are with your kids and sports or other activities where you're cheering them on. I hope it gives you some good perspective, some good food for thought. We'll post the links to the Frank Martin interview and the other two articles that we discussed so you can go back and reference those. But thanks for being with us today. And next week, you're going to hear from the hold and the Walton kiddos about what it's like to have us as moms on the sideline. So tune in for that, y'all. It's going to be good. Um, we'll we'll give you their feedback, their their perspective, and hopefully just add a little more to this conversation. Don't forget the giveaway. We'll be announcing winners on September 12th um, in the September 12th episode. So be sure if you haven't done a review that you hop on over to iTunes and get that review done and also post it on your social media tag us so we know it's done and we will get you entered into the drawing for some of our favorite things if you're not sure what we're talking about be sure to go back and look at the post on our instagram all things good podcast or listen to the previous episode so thanks for being with us y'all have a great week we'll see you next week settle down girls